developmental optometrist, award-winning author, and international speaker, Dr. Lynn Hellerstein holds powerful and inspiring conversations with her guests on Vision Beyond Sight in areas of healthcare, wellness, education, sports, and psychology. They share their inspirational stories of healing and life transformation through their vision expansion. Billions of people have vision problems, and vision is more than 2020. Vision Beyond Sight will help you see with clarity and gain courage and confidence. Your vision does not define you. You define your vision. With Dr. Lin's new way to look at your life through a new lens, you will be ready to meet yourself and receive visualizations for miracles to come. Welcome to Vision Beyond Sight. Friends, this is Dr. Lynn, and welcome to Vision Beyond Sight. Today, visiting with us is yours truly, myself. I will be taking this time to really share some of my insights on how you can utilize visualization for organizational skills, especially for kids. But don't let my use of the term children and kids fool you. Many of these activities will be very helpful for adults as well. You know, here we are at the end of summer, and it's time to go back to school. In fact, in the Denver area, many of the kids have already started school in the middle of August. Um, August is known to be Vision and Learning Month. And so I want to review some of the things that we want to make sure our kids are really prepared for school. Ask these questions of yourself. Is your child really ready for school? Now, I know you've probably spent days and hours preparing, buying new clothes, new lunchbox, working on the schedule, carpools, after daycare, etc. But have you done the one really important thing that's so um, related to school success? Have you had your child in for their annual vision eye exam? Now, this is much more than your doctor's 2020 screening or the school screening. This is a full eye exam from an eye doctor to look at not only can your child see well, but are they able to use both eyes together, coordinate, track, focus, uh, eye-hand coordination, all those types of things. So if school started and you haven't done that yet, please do so as soon as possible. And just remember, vision screenings do not substitute for a full eye exam. You'll be able to uh, go on my check on my website, lynnhellerstein.com, and download a symptom vision screening checklist, and we'll have all of these links on the show notes. But start watching your kiddos. You know, if they're not doing homework, you don't really know how well they're really using their eyes together. But you might see... If they pick up a book to read or if they're really doing their homework, you might see them rubbing their eyes or closing an eye, turning a head, squinting. Those are all signs and symptoms of maybe there's something going on visually that most of the time can be treated successfully, but often miss because you're told over and over again that your child has 20-20 eyesight. So let's say school starting or has already are going to start very soon. It's not going to be very long before you start hearing these comments like, 
I didn't have time to do my homework. There's so much homework. My dog ate my homework. I forgot my assignment book. Oh my gosh, it took two hours to do homework that should only take 20 minutes. I hate school. Do any of those comments sound familiar? Even if it's summer break for you, probably hearing those comments takes you right back to school time. But start really asking yourself these kinds of questions. Do you have difficulty completing tasks? Is she disorganized? Does he use an assignment book? Does her desk look like a disaster? Does he forget where he puts the homework? Is her room a mess? Are you already tired of the fighting about homework? Do you feel your child may not be reaching their potential? Do you think this is just a behavioral problem and your child just needs to apply him or herself? You know, how would you like to empower your child to develop his own easy and fun strategies for learning? And how can you help your child before you drive yourself crazy? You know, many of you have already read my book, See It, Say It, Do It. And that's a book really that I designed for parents and teachers to help kids be more successful and confident in school. After uh, reading, uh, writing the book in 2009, and this book's been read by thousands and thousands of parents, teachers, educators, and it's won numerous awards uh, in parenting and book competitions. We still find that information so pertinent to the success for children. The See It, Say It, Do It model actually creates successful and competent kids. And it'll give you a step-by-step -step process to help your child achieve his or her grades or goals in life. Part of the book is about visualization, but then there's a part of the book about organization, just a small part. You know that schools often will use daily planners, and these are meant to help, help your child organize their school assignments. Some kids use them, and a lot of kids don't. And if they do use them, they might use them for school assignments, but they don't use it anywhere outside of school. And you know how hard it is to get them organized, to even get ready for school, to do the chores and things like that. Years ago, around 2013, several of my therapists, led by Beth Fishman, occupational therapist and vision therapist, <clears throat> and other staff people were really frustrated that there were their patients who were in vision therapy were not completing their home vision therapy assignments. And in speaking with the parents, no surprise, their lack of completion extended to homework, family chores, and just in general, work completion. Of course, the kids had a million reasons why their work wasn't done. And, and you probably can tell me more reasons than I could even you know, say on this show, between too much time, I'm busy. I know I have a granddaughter who needs to do <clears throat> 10 to 15 minutes of vision therapy in the summer. And her comment is, it is so long, I won't have enough time for my cartoons. 
you know, no plans in the summer, but finding 10 or 15 minutes to do vision therapy seems to be overwhelming. Well, you know, after working with thousands of students in vision therapy, my therapists got together and decided they were going to create organizational charts. And these could be utilized with their patients. And they used them for a while in therapy, received feedback, modified the charts accordingly. And finally, we created some basic charts which help kids be successful and be able to use both in school and at home. And they were usable for little primary kids, age kids, all the way to high school. In fact, many of the parents found that these charts worked so well that they started using these charts or modification of the charts for themselves. And we all know that parenting is awesome and very challenging. But let's take just a moment to explore and create possibilities for yourself. Moments just for you, before we get started in these organizational start, uh, charts, take a few moments just to relax, breathe, visualize, see yourself as a great parent, one who has the love, wisdom, strength, power, and compassion to, prov to provide for your child. And just take a moment to let all that soak in to give you the power, wisdom, strength, and love. And now let's get back to talking about the charts. These organizational charts are much more than to-do lists. I am sure you've all tried making to-do lists for yourself and for your kids. And the problem with these lists, especially if you made them for your kids, is that they're not theirs. You know, the kids take no ownership in it. It's not their tasks, their responsibilities. They don't want to do it. And then the end result is often avoidance, distractibility, and often just not doing it, and a big argument follows. The key to these tasks is to implement the see it, say it, do it process in it. So instead of just making the to-do list, we're gonna talk about how to visualize, declare, and then the taking action is really the organization chart. And when you see it, say it, do it, that's when we get the ta-da, it's done, the transformations. Now, just one quick side note. Throughout this podcast, I may give an example or say he or her or him or she, and I'm not looking at using any particular gender term. I'm trying to just include and be inclusive of all all kids with all identification labels and just using the more common terms right now, uh, but know that what we're speaking to applies to however you identify yourself and whatever term you would like to use. So imagine having tools 
for your children to help them learn more efficiently, read and write for fun, if you can imagine that, find ways to prepare effectively for tests so they can grow and blossom. I want to give you a quick story that really occurred during the time. In fact, it's why we ended up writing a book called See It, Say It, Do It, Organize It. It's the workbook that goes along with a See It, Say It, Do It book. of Beth's was in vision therapy. She was 10 years old. She had already been identified with significant learning problems, behavioral problems. She was in occupational physical therapy. She was in vision therapy. But even with all these difficulties, uh, even with all her difficulties, we found that we could modify and utilize the see it, say it, do it process. And Grace was really one of the starting patients that really showed us the impact that organizing could have on our patients. Grace not only wouldn't do any homework, she fought to clean a room, to do any chores. She was just overwhelmed and it was always a struggle. And so adding vision therapy activities to her list of to-dos did not go well. She and her mom would fight, they were frustrated. So we decided to take a little different approach with Grace. We asked her why she didn't do her chores. And again, we got the typical response that so much I'll never get done. I won't have time to play. I need, you know, I just hate it. So we said to Grace, would you just write down what your daily chores would be? And, you know, at 10 and with all her significant learning problems, she only had a few chores like brush her teeth, get dressed in the morning, make her bed and take her plate when she was done eating, take her plate from the table and put it in the sink. And that was about it. But to Grace, it was overwhelming. So we had her write them down and she could hardly write and she didn't know how to spell. So sometimes she would just draw a picture or cut out a picture. So we listed the chores. And when she saw kind of the completion of the chores, she started understanding that, oh, you know, this is not a list that goes on forever. Do you ever have a to-do list? And if you close your eyes and imagine it, it just trails on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. You never see the end of it. <laughs> well, that's how Grace was with her chores. And when we put some definition to it, and wrote them down. It's like many adults, and myself included, will write our list. Because we don't write them down. We try to go to sleep. We think about it over and over again. Once we write them down, at least it puts closure to we've got them. We've got them out. We can put them aside for a few minutes, get some rest. And so this is what we were trying to do with Grace. So when we started talking to her about chores, she realized there could be other things she could do that she wanted to do. She wanted to help mom when she cooked dinner. And so we decided to ask her to write down the list of chores that she thought were fair for her to do. And it was really funny. She started writing too, way too many chores, <laughs> too many more than her mom ever wanted her to do. So they negotiated and created a simple chart. And this chart was made of mainly pictures, like a picture of somebody brushing her teeth 
or a picture of Grace putting her clothes in her drawer. Or, you know, so we use pictures more than words because reading was not her thing. Even though she was 10, uh, words and reading was really not her thing. So we created a, a chart for her. And part of the chart had a column where there was a check, checklist when the task was completed. That was the best part of the chart. Grace loved to put the checklist or the star, and it was up to her, however she wanted to do it, to check off those activities. And there was a time where her mom checked it off, and oh, man, Grace was really angry because it was her responsibility. So look at the word she's beginning to use, responsibility, her responsibility. So using these charts, that is part of the results we want is for ownership. It's theirs. It's their responsibility. Use the language, know what it means. You know, these work so well in school. Things really improved towards the end of school as far as getting her homework and getting her chores done. She had separate charts, a homework chart, and she had a chore chart. Come the summertime, Grace had a babysitter. Mom and dad both worked. And mom realized that Grace and the babysitter were mainly sitting around home all day watching TV. And it's the last thing. That's why mom wanted a babysitter. She wanted her to take her out, go swimming, go to fun places. So mom decided, gee, you know, this organizational chart worked for Grace. Let's see if it'll work for the babysitter. So sure enough, Grace, the babysitter, and mom all sat down, created a chart, and they came up, you know, with the zoo and going swimming and going shopping and taking a walk and and seeing the animals. And, you know, they just made a whole fun list, assigned days and times to it. And it was still Grace's responsibility to mark off completion. Well, the summer went well. They had the best time. And what was really cool was that now Grace and the babysitter had a tool that was effective for them for really completing tasks and being more organized. And by the end of the summer, Grace was happy. She had a fun time. The babysitter had a lot more fun than just sitting around watching TV. And mom was really happy that this was helpful for the whole family. So you can see how you can adapt a very easy concept and use it well beyond a to-do list. So let's get started into how to really create these organizational charts. I'm going to just do a quick review of see it, say it, do it. And again, there'll be a link in the show notes that you can uh, learn much more about the model and how to use it. But the see it, say it, do it. It's visualize, declare, and take action. So the visualization, which is my true love in practice, in my personal life, uh, in my professional life, the first step is visualizing. And that's the ability to sense, become aware of, move, manipulate, and expand the picture in your mind's eye. And the feelings or senses in your body, and thereby developing new perspectives and creativity. So it goes beyond just like picturing your third eye. 
And that works, but we're going to make it very multi-sensory. So how would that work with a kiddo like Grace, who's 10? Well, if you finished your homework, what would that look like? And the picture that came to her is like big smile with her hand in the air yelling, I'm done. Well, with that little question, what would that look like? We got a picture. We also got a declaration. I'm done. And so it should be multisensory. How does it feel? I'm so happy. And she's jumping around and moving. So bring in all the senses. See it, feel it, know it. Okay. So that's the first step. Visualization. The second step I've already alluded to is say it, declare it. Now, declarations usually start with, I am. I am a great reader. I am a smart kid. I am done. I am loving. So take a moment and just seem, see what comes to you. Just, just like the snap of a finger, let I am whatever come to you. I mean, we all know if you keep saying, and this is what happens with so many of our, not only children, but also adults. Look at the power when somebody says, I am stupid. I can't do that. I'll never. We know how to make negative declarations. All we do is switch that negative round to something that's meaningful to you. And you can't say it for the kiddo. That kiddo's got to say it. And it may not be, I'm a great reader, because they may not be a great reader. They have to say something that is meaningful to them. Something that trans translate. I am giving it my best effort. Okay, so that's to see it. Uh, that's to say it. And this helps you get through a lot of the fears and, you know, making mistakes and just to create something that that is positive that you believe in. And then the third step of the see it, say it, do it model is do it. And this is the organized book. And we're going to take a break in just a minute. And once we come back from break, then we'll really get into the organize it book itself and the model on how to use it. And, you know, I find that it's so important. If you don't do the see it, say it, and do it piece, if you leave out see it, often you're just running in circles. There's no place that you're really imagining and really going to. If you don't do the say it piece, you don't believe it. It just won't work for you. And if you don't have the do it piece, you may really have great dreams and say you're going to do it, but you have no way to do it. So it doesn't have to be in the see it, say it, do it order necessarily. But I believe that you need to do all of those parts to really experience the tadas, the transformations, the going to the next step. So hang on, get ready, visualize yourself creating these charts. We're going to take a break. And after the break, here we go. Dr. Lynn will be right back after this.
Can your child see, really see, more than 2020? Does your child struggle in school, have trouble with tracking when reading, or resist writing? Dr. Lynn Hellerstein's award-winning book, See It, Say It, Do It, provides parents and teachers with specific tools and strategies in visualization and processing. Improve and empower your child's learning and performance in school, sports, and play. Get See It, Say It, Do It on Amazon or visit lynnhellerstein.com. Developmental optometrist, award-winning author, and international speaker, Dr. Lynn Hellerstein holds powerful and inspiring conversations with her guests on Vision Beyond Sight in areas of healthcare, wellness, education, sports, and psychology. They share their inspirational stories of healing and life transformation through their vision expansion. Vision Beyond Sight will help you find clarity in your functional vision and expand the power of your seeing brain to gain courage, confidence, and success in your life. Join Dr. Lynn each week for a new exciting episode, Vision Beyond Sight. Dr. Lynn Hellerstein's book, 50 Tips to Improve Your Sports Performance, has identified the top 50 ways for you to achieve excellent results in any sport activity, enhance eye-mind-body coordination skills, achieve the mental edge, prevent injuries. This book belongs in every athlete's or coach's sports bag. Get 50 tips to improve your sports performance on Amazon or visit lynnhellerstein.com. Welcome back to Vision Beyond Sight. Here's Dr. Lynn. Hi, friends. Welcome back. We've been talking about organizational skills or lack of organization skills. Uh, But let's now move into how to create these organization charts. You know, we all know that some kids, and it's not just kids, but many people are organized in all areas of their lives, and some are very disorganized. You know, the goal is to find a system that works for you and your child. It's a great habit to start when you're a kid, because if you don't, We can see what it's like as an adult, not being very well organized. So we might ask, you know, why are some of us so organized, some of us are not? Well, first of all, there could be learning problems. This could include problems with attention or sequencing, memory, processing, etc. Sometimes people have just never received or gotten a system that works for them. Often, you know, in school, the kids are required to have multiple classes, and often each class requires a notebook or a book. And 
some of these kids are overwhelmed with so many papers. They have papers that aren't in the files or now that everything's on computers. I'm hoping that that will help with organization. But honestly, when I look, you know, whether it's my staff, my kids, family, you can really organize your computer well with filing system, make it easy, just drag it, put it in. But a lot of times the system's never been set up. And I have never seen, and maybe I'm wrong, I hope I am wrong, I have never seen a school help a kid learn how to organize their files. And I know with adults, because, you know, we didn't have computers when we were kids. So when I have adults working now, et cetera, and I have to jump on their computer, I don't see any organization of files, of, you know, word processing files or anything. And so systems are out there, but whether or not the child's had a chance to really learn and investigate is another question. And often there's just too much stuff, too much clutter that distracts us, whether it's on the desk, in the backpack or locker. And then, you know, some of our kids just either haven't learned or there's an issue in taking responsibility or they're not interested or motivated. I will tell you, I believe most, most kids come to this world really wanting to be their best. And it's only because they've been shot down and been unsuccessful and, and, and been abused and just many reasons that these behaviors just then become their way of life of avoiding distractible and not doing their work. But the thing we have to look at is their learning style. And the more creative they are, the more they can create an organizational system that works for them. So as much as I would do a paper by doing an outline, a, you know, one, a, B, C, two, a, that's my learning style. Many of these disorganized kiddos that we see, they are not at all sequential, not even close. They're like, uh, what I call them whiteboarders or creative genius where they're jumping from topic to topic. They think about this and then they think about that. Oh, what about this? Oh, and they may have great information to write a paper on, let's say, but it's not at all organized. So they need to be able to have an organization that's like a whiteboard with colors where they put thoughts down and can move them with stickies, move those thoughts around using stickies and use colors to, you know, find similar thoughts. So there's a whole way of tapping into learning style to find what organizational system works for your child. Now, um, how complex your charts are really depends on your child. Like with Grace, it was very simple. It was just kind of a line basic square with a few columns in it. She'd have her pictures and a checkoff list. Other kids may have complex uh, times and dates. And, you know, like if they were going to do a, a big paper that's due in a week, each day has a different assignment and dates, uh, times uh, that they'll do it and how many pages, et cetera. So it could be as detailed or not detailed according to your child's needs. You know, you could start these activities really early in life. For example, with little toddlers, even two, three, four-year-olds, you know, toys, books, and and trying to keep their, you know, fun things organized is a start of this process. For example, kids can learn early 
you know, what shoes, you know, might go in the closet and what shoes might stay out or, or what jackets may be hung up and what jackets may be in their uh, uh, dresser, for example. So you can make very fun games, even with little kids of, for example, putting the same color socks together or, you know, having areas, you know, it'd be nice to try to keep your dresser halfway organized either by color or by uh, clothing part or whatever. You could get little organizational bins for them. You know, make it easy. They don't have to be folded beautifully and put in order like that. But this is how you can start with some type of an organizational process, even with toddlers. You know, we know time management is an issue for all of us. I remember the old... uh, it was an advertisement for a bank where somebody would drive up to the bank wi- uh, window and say, I need another hour of time. You know, it's like we're going to get 25 hours for the 24 hours in a day. And, and that just doesn't work. And I just know now with time crunch and, and uh, informational overload, it is a real issue. And so not only are kids working with that issue, I know you are as well. So one of the things we like to work on is estimating time and space for doing things. For example, how long would it take to eat your dinner? They may not have a clue. So you can set a little timer and see it's 10 minutes. How long would it take to clean your room? Forever. You know, set the timer. It may be 10 minutes. And the timer goes off if they're messing around. So it's really an an important way to start looking at organization through time management. So when you have what should be 10 minutes of homework, for example, that takes two hours, no wonder where the kiddo's complaining. But a great activity would be is use a timer that every time your child's doing the activity, the timer, you know, going, When they're messing around and complaining, and especially complaining how long, how hard, I don't want to do this, timer goes off. Then they say, that's not fair. Well, that's not part of doing your homework. That's your whining time. Should we time your whining time? That's a great one to do. How long do you whine? (laughs) That'll make your kid nice and mad. Uh, So maybe you don't want to do it. But often it just shows them, gosh, if we spend 30 minutes whining and 10 minutes on our homework, If you would like to get it done in 10 minutes, what can you do to make that happen? So you try to help negotiate and them to really see the wasted time. You know, the real trick's always been you can't watch your cartoons until you do your homework. And often the homework's done in five minutes. So that's using the time concept to learn about management. All right. So now let's get to the charts themselves. And the book I've been referring to called Organize It is available on our website. It's available at Amazon. But as a treat for you listening to this podcast, I'm going to have a digital version available for you in the show notes that you can click on it and download and use it as you would like. And so how is how should you use this workbook? Well, the workbook is divided into four parts <clears throat> plus an uh, appendix. 
Part one explains about the importance of being organized and how to use a see it, say it, do it model. Part two has questionnaires to determine the strengths and weaknesses of your child's organizational abilities. Part three gives you samples and step-by-step instructions on how to create an organizational chart. And part four provides organizational templates for you to use. The appendix includes additional tips, sensory motor activities, sample contracts. Yes, contracts. Often we'll use contracts with kids. Uh, It may be as simple as, I will brush my teeth every morning. And you sign it and the kid signs it. And they talk about rewards and consequences. But when it's a written contract, you just refer to what did we contract to do in the morning? Okay. The appendix also has declarations and testimonials from parents who implemented the organized strategies. Now, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We've had parents create things so much cooler than what's even in the book with the use of computers. You can do a lot of this in the computer. So don't be bound by what we have for you in this workbook. This is just meant to be a start, a start to creation. The more creative, the more your child gets involved in using color and pictures and uh, paint and media and all different things, the better chance this system's going to work for you. Remember, your child needs to own their chart, and it starts with a see it, say it, do it process. Rewards. I've always had a problem with rewards. You know, I would love all of us to do what we need to do with this intrinsic reward of feeling like we've done it for ourselves or for humanity or to get it done. And some people truly live their lives that way. And I think it's awesome. And I think that's what we all should be working towards. But let's also be real. That doesn't work all the time for all of us, you know. People don't go to work not expecting to be paid. And and so I want rewards, and it doesn't have to break the bank rewards. You don't have to go out and buy something every time, you know, one assignment's done. It can be stickers. It can be colors. It can be, you know, earning money to build up to buying something and learn how to use money and learn about the management of money. So it does not have to be a big thing, but absolutely, I believe that it helps kids get organized and, you know, be proud and work for something they can show off. You know, if your your child has difficulty with sequencing of commands, you know, like go upstairs, brush your teeth, comb your hair, come down, and often they turn around and go, what? And a parent's response is, you don't pay attention, you're not listening, you know, things like that. So often that's where we'll bring them pictures and just have them do a couple pictures, you know, pictures going up the stairs and a picture brushing their teeth like we've talked about. And then you only have one command. Go do your chart. And that's all they have to remember. They get upstairs, they see the pictures, see the colors. When they get lost, they can go back and look at their little chart. So it could be a very simple, effective way to keep kids on track. Um, how you communicate with them is critical. 
of course, you know, simplify things and and use the language that works with your kids. So sometimes we'll start with a visualization. And here's an example. I'm going to do this with you. I'll pretend I'm the parent. I'm going to pretend that you are the child. So I'm going to pause when it would be time for you, the child, to respond. So fill in the blanks or just listen. All right. We're going to work on how to do homework and get it done successfully. Okay. So I want you to sit comfortably. Your eyes can be open or closed and take a couple big breaths. They could be balloon breaths or blow out the candle or lion's breath. So let's take a couple breaths together. And I want to picture yourself. Imagine getting ready for your schoolwork. Okay. Where are you sitting? What are you wearing? What's the room like? Down your assignment in your school planner if you haven't done so already. Now, see yourself getting ready to come home. What are all the supplies that you need for your homework tonight? Take everything you need from school, put it in your backpack, and get ready to go. Now, in your mind, imagine your favorite place to study. How does your body feel? And not just fine, explore it. Describe any sensations, wiggle, move. What do you notice? Is there anything in the picture you'd like to change? You know, maybe you need a warmer sweater. Maybe you need a footrest. If so, what is it? And what would it take to bring into your picture, to make it look fun, relaxing, and successful? Now I want you to bring in your genius or super mind, and let's make a new version of the movie. Change whatever you'd like using that genius supermind of yours, however it'll work. Now let's rewind your movie, go backwards and play it and watch your new movie with the help of your genius supermind. Is there anything different in the movie this time? Is there anything else you want to change? Go ahead, rewind it again. And this time, jump in it and live it. How does it look and feel to be in this new movie? Great. I am, and it could be strong or smart or excited or calm, or, but I am great. Say it again. Say it with feeling. And they may get up and jump. I am strong. I am funny. Whatever it is. 
I am a winner. Awesome job. Now go ahead. Let's take out your planner and look at your assignment and use your new powerful way of doing your homework. And then when you're done, let's complete and go to your organizational chart and mark that you have done your homework. Great job. And the most important piece now is give yourself a pat on the back. Pat on the back. Acknowledging you did it. Great job. Time for fun. Whatever. So that's a quick visualization that you can modify, you can utilize. You might get stuck in, you have to change. But it's a, a foundation to get started. Okay, that's covered in the first part. You know, part two is the questionnaire that really just helps you understand um, really how your own organization is. It may have questions like, is your locker or your desk or your notebook or backpack organized or not? Do you have a hard time starting your homework? It's a good thing just to go through. So you and your kiddo can kind of see where the breakdown is. You can do it with personal time. Do you spend too much time watching TV? Uh, do you spend time with your friends outside? You know, things like that. That's the questionnaire part. And then part three is the charts themselves. And there's, again, many options. It could be a, a morning chart, a night chart. It can, But it often has the goal, like do your homework, a place for you to mark that you achieve the goal, and then something to comment about, the pat on the back. Way to go. Good job. This is fun. Do not correct spelling, writing. If this is his chart, however they want to do it, if it's a sticker, whatever, they get to do it. And then the last just has some, the last section, part four, has uh, sample charts that you can use, you could copy, you could modify. But, you know, just in our last couple minutes before we're finished for today, a couple tips for success in completing homework. You know, establish a good time and place to do it. Try to be consistent. Together, create a workspace free of distractions. And that means not in front of the TV or the computers with movies. Practice visualizing at home or at school. Visualize using a lot of detail, color, size, shape, form, etc. Make it very multi-sensory. So as we close, I wish you all a wonderful school year. And if you're not in school, a wonderful work year. Utilize the see it, say it, do it model for yourself to visualize, declare, take action, so that you all get to enjoy the tadas, the transformation, the great steps in your life. Check out the show notes for all the freebies. There is the uh, whole book, Organize It, as well as the vision checklist. Great speaking with all of you today. Please send me feedback, what you'd like to hear, what helped you hear, and we'll see you next week. Thanks again.
Thank you for joining us today on Vision Beyond Sight. Join Dr. Lynn Hellerstein each week to help you find clarity in your functional vision and expand the power of your seeing brain to gain courage, confidence, and success in your life. Remember, your vision does not define you. You define your vision. For more information and find additional podcasts, visit lynnhellerstein.com. See you next time on Vision Beyond Sight.